0: Jason.
1: Good, man. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Cool. You know, it, I really like this uh, this lab platform.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's uh different, different, unique. I like it.
0: Totally. I'm actually going to be speaking to uh, the CEO here uh, later on uh, regarding his uh, this new tool. So it's it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, Jason, thanks for for taking the time to to chat. You know, I know you and I are are big fans of the topic of leadership and uh, specifically leadership within the sales role. You know, you've done a phenomenal job of building a team at Datanize. And I know you guys have raised a bunch of money. And, well, you know, a good amount, I would say. You didn't really have to that because of uh, all the success you've had early on. What are some of the things that you've done here in the short term uh, from a leadership perspective that you feel have been able to help you, A, recruit great talent, and B, keep them going?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. It's funny because I'm I'm actually writing a, a post about this right now. Um, and I think the a couple of things that really stand out um, in my mind for me is, you know, I, I worked really hard in creating an environment where uh, people can step into leadership. Um, and part of that, too, is having a foundation where they know that they can make mistakes. Uh, nothing worse than someone being in a position where they're afraid to make mistakes. Because if they're afraid to make mistakes, they're, they're just not going to take action on things that they probably should take action on. Um, so that was, that was the first thing. You know, anytime I recruit someone and I'm training them, I, I literally tell them, hey, uh, you know, I give you permission to mess up. Like, go fuck up. Um, and for them, it's kind of like they take some, like a back just a bit. But I think once they realize like, wow, I actually do have the freedom to make mistakes and learn things and try things, um, that really helps them keep them, it keeps them around. Right. And so when there's opportunities for them to step into leadership, uh, they're more inclined to do that because they know like, Hey, I may not always know what I'm doing here, but I have the the freedom to make a mistake and that's okay. Um, as long as people have the ability to make mistakes and learn from them, um, they're just, they're going to. Their learning one is gonna uh, increase and escalate, and then just their, um, I don't know, just, just their overall growth is gonna is gonna skyrocket. So,
0: you know, one of our viewers, Wu Tang Bunny, hello, by the way, uh, mentioned failing fast and not mm-hmm. letting fear keep you from making decisions and taking action. Thanks for that feedback. Yeah, absolutely. The notion of failing fast is,
1: yeah. is- fail fail fast. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, especially within the context of a startup and sales, you have to right, and uh, and I think that's a that's a, a, a very important point. Thank you, Wu Tang Bunny, for for sharing that comment. Jason, you said there were some other other sort of pillars or or tactics or techniques. I I hate to say tactic and, and techniques, but um, within the context of of business here, you know, what are those tactics and techniques?
1: Um. Yeah, I, you know, you talk a lot about this, George, like when it comes down to it, when, you know, if you're building a team or you're a salesperson, at the end of the day, you're dealing with people. And, um, and I think if you take that to heart, you know, that, that, that can go a long way. You know, for example, another thing I do to help keep people around is, you know, if um, if someone is struggling on my team and they're not performing well, I inherently believe that everybody is a performer at heart. There are just certain things that are in the way that are having them not be a performer. So my job is when I see someone struggling, it's just to sit down with them and not get angry with them. Like, why aren't your numbers where they need to be? Blah, blah, blah. Just like get angry with the things that they're struggling with. But take time to actually ask questions like, hey, well, what are you dealing with? Or What's in the way? Because me as a manager, my job is to get those roadblocks, those mental blocks out of the way so that way they can perform um and so a lot of our one-on-ones it's not so much looking at the numbers but looking at hey where are you stuck what are you dealing with like even though we're we're in a company setting and we need to be professional at the end of the day like people are dealing with personal things right and so if you can build a type of relationship where you can actually ask those questions like are you dealing with anything in your life that you want to talk about and if you can get to the level where you have a type of relationship with them that they're comfortable sharing with that that also goes a long way. Now, I don't recommend that for everybody um, or for everybody to take that on, but I've noticed with me, um, a lot of times when people aren't performing, it's because they're distracted with something that they're dealing with in a personal life and they just haven't taken it on. So just having them, giving them the ability to just be able to express, hey, this is what's going on for me right now, it it, it opens up a lot for them because now I'm on the same page with them. They feel like a little more calm and relaxed because... Um, Like their boss now knows that they're dealing with something, but then I can also be there to support. Uh, That's been a huge thing for our team. Um, Another thing is just really building a team that's very supportive. So anytime we bring in new people, we have a very competitive environment, but we also have a very supportive environment. So each senior sales development rep um, has two or three reps, or should have two or three reps underneath them that they also mentor and coach. And so that helps them in their learning, but also helps the new people feel very welcome and very supported, and I think by doing that, you create a team that people want to stick around with, and want to support and want to grow with.
0: I love that, Jay. You know, I love that. You know, that gets my uh, uh, you know my toes tingling a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> so just because the idea of empowerment, the idea of creating an environment that facilitates inspiration and growth. Yep. Is- you know, I'm, I'm all about that. And especially within the context of a sales organization, you know, things are, we're so performance-based, right? Uh, generally speaking, I mean, our entire existence is how much can we sell, how much can we f- perform, et cetera. So there tends to be this very competitive environment. You know, a lot about what I think um, we should be doing as leaders is, yes, creating an environment that is competitive, but also supportive, That yeah. is has healthy competitiveness you know you remember when we were selling books door to door with the southwestern company in college you know it, it never felt like my manager was out to reprimand me you know yeah. it was always like hey let's identify the things that are not working right now let's figure mm-hmm. out a solution if this is not a, a role that makes sense for you well that's another thing right but but it was always this collaborative sort of environment and i love that
1: yeah yeah.
0: What um what are some uh some tips around recruiting the right folks that you uh that you can provide some of the the sales leaders out there especially from a startup perspective.
1: Yeah, um one thing we've really done at DataNize is uh you know, you hear a lot of companies they just hire a bunch of people and and, and let let the weak ones weed themselves out. Uh, We have a much different approach that when we're recruiting for people, uh, we want to look for potential future leaders, right? So where it might take a lot longer to find those people, um, and we've had a lot of success with the people that we have found, and they're here to stay. Um, And a lot of them are moving into leadership roles. So when we're recruiting, it's just like when you're, when you, the whole ICP, right, your ideal customer profile, there's also an ideal candidate profile. What does that candidate look like for you and you can start by looking at existing people that you have in your company if you're a very small team and um you are if you're a small team and you're looking to hire your first couple hires well look at yourself like okay well i know i'm a hard worker i've been you know busting my butt getting this company going i want to find someone that has specific qualities like me or maybe another founder on your team so you can start there right um, but then as you, you get people on your team, you, you have good understanding. You have a good foundation and structure for what looks like a good candidate for you. And then um, so that, that's one thing to look at. I also get my whole team involved in the interview process. So we have um, we have a, a different steps in the interview process. I'll generally interview the first person and then we have an assignment and the assignments actually designed a specific way. It's designed for them to actually take on things that they would actually be doing in the role here at Data nice right cuz if they're going to be doing being an SDR then we'll give them an assignment that has them do things that an SDR would do here. So that gives me a sense for how they think about sales development, it gives me a sample uh, sample set of their writing cuz we do a lot of emails and social stuff here as well. So writing is really important to us. Um, and things like do they pay attention to detail stuff like that. Um, and then once they get we get that assignment back from them, my whole team reviews it. My team has a lot of say in, in who we hire and who we don't. And because of that, um, that helps with the whole, you know, cultivating a a strong culture um, and a sense of ownership and the whole leadership aspect we were talking about. If they feel like they have a level of ownership and who joins the team, that goes a long way. Um, So, and then if the person does well in the assignment, we bring them in for the in-person interviews and we do a a series of three uh, groups of interviews. And the first interview is generally three or four people from my team at the same time. So I like to see how people... How the interviewer um or interviewee uh how they work under somewhat level pressure. Cause if you had four people come in the room, you'd be like, ah. So I kind of want to see how they, they react to that. And then my team comes back and then they'll they'll give them the reviews. Um, but that's that's uh that's kind of our interview process. It's been really effective for us and uh in finding really, really great people.
0: That's awesome, Jay. I have to ask you, aside of Datanize, what are your like top two favorite sales tools right now?
1: Oh, uh, man. Um, definitely outreach.io. Uh, we live and breathe by that tool. We we love, we love that tool. Uh, That's a really, really great team. Um, another great sales tool, uh, we just implemented Insight Squared, and, man, I cannot tell you the level of visibility that I get with that tool is unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. Absolutely. Fred and those guys are phenomenal out there in Boston.
1: Yeah. So I'm really happy we we, we uh, just implemented that tool. So really excited for that. Uh, it's been really helpful so far. Uh, but yeah, besides data, science, I would say inside Squared and Outreach.
0: Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks again. If anyone is looking to apply for a sales development role or a closing role, uh, at Data how can they get in contact with you or who should they speak to?
1: Yeah, just uh, shoot me an email, jason at com. Uh, if it's for any AEs, I'd be more than happy to direct them to the right person. It's for SDRs and they'll be dealing with me directly.
0: Cool. And what's your Twitter handle?
1: It's, it's at Jason C's and Charlie Vargas. So at Jason C Vargas.
0: Awesome. Jay, love you, man. I'll see you soon. I should be back in America. Uh, at some point uh, in the next month or so, so uh, I'm sure I'll uh, I'll be seeing you, uh, you know, uh, sooner than than later.
1: Sounds good, man. Have fun uh, out there. I'm jealous.
0: <laughs> later. Right.
1: See you soon.